It's Friday. <laughs> Back by popular demand. Not that popular yet that anyone's logged on, but here we go. We've got a couple of people dialing on. Hello, team. Hello, crew. Welcome. Welcome back. Seems, Welcome back. <laughs> it seems that Friday called us and uh, and said, "Listen, boys, you, uh, you you better get your bums back over to this time slot because it's uh, it's uh, in minimal demand uh, by a lot of people." If that makes James sense. is uh, James is happy. Uh, Graham's happy. Right, happy Friday, boys. There we go. Couple of happy uh, happy. Uh, subscribers, uh, regulars coming back, so that's Allison. awesome. Yeah, Allison's Allison, uh, Allison likes the uh, Friday, Friday wine. Well, it worked out, it, it ended up uh, being that uh, I was trying to get a little bit more time with the family, um, but uh, we ended up only being able to have Wednesday family dinner night on Wednesdays, so um, we've changed back. But uh, there you go, there's Ben. How are you, Ben? Uh, Ben's a new member at Positive. Um, welcome, Ben. Great to see you, mate, and uh, welcome the rest uh, who are joining us, uh, some of the regulars. Uh, you're in my ears at work, don't tell. All right, Lauren, we'll keep it on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's interesting because Jason and I were, were actually commenting. It's like if we jump on at about 4, 4.30, we're going to see who's hitting the beers a little bit early. So we didn't <laughs> we didn't think about people with us in their ears at work, but either which way, I think that uh, it's, it's going to benefit the economy. So keep on listening. Uh, keep, Lauren, keep on going. Exactly, Mark. Happy Friday to you, mate. Well, uh, welcome everyone. Great to have the regulars back and uh, those who are new and and the likes. Welcome uh, to our wealth, wine, and wisdom. Uh, our Friday show that started at Friday went to Wednesday, back to Friday. Andy and I, uh, when COVID um, arrived on our shores in the world, uh, we decided we would do a live uh, debrief on the week because things were happening so quickly last year and uh, Andy's world of banking, financial planning uh, and business structuring and business advisory, uh, my world of property investing, uh, property structuring, wealth creation, uh, matching them together to support our clients, our tribe, our crew uh, when the when the changing times come along and, um, you know, it's stuck there. We've enjoyed it. I think uh, most people who've attended have enjoyed it as well. Uh, there's Graham. He's got the fire going. There we go. <laughs> Some beer and bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. And Damien's dropping by. Good day, Damien. Good to see you, mate. There you go. But um, yeah, listen. You know, uh, we've enjoyed supporting uh, supporting you guys. You guys supporting us and having a bit of fun as well. You know, we uh, we like to share what we know, and if it's useful. Then, uh, then great. And if you have a bit of fun on Friday afternoon, get the weekend off to a decent start. Um, that's nice too. And another benefit for Andy and I, we get to hang out and chew the fat um, before and after as well. So that's a nice, nice way to go. Andy's on a bit of a cleanse. You know, he's got some fake wine there, um, but you know what? It's the healthy wine. He's on the, he's on the, the health kick. I've got the, I've got the red wine going on. Uh, a nice one from, I don't know where it is. Somebody, somebody sent it to me. Um, Everyone thinks I'm a bit of a wine drinker when I do this show, but um, it's nice to have a wine once or twice a week. But uh, uh, I'm not very big uh, on the on the drink. But uh, on Fridays, it's kind of nice. But welcome along, gang. Uh, the show consists of us debriefing the week. What's in the news? We have um, oh, you know a rough 
uh, rough structure to what we get up to. Um, it might seem we're ra- rambling on, but we, we we feel like we have a bit of a direction for the show, uh, <laughs> which uh, which is what's in the news. Uh, we talk about that's usually the way we kick off. What's been in the news this week? Our uh, opinion, interpretation, um, feedback on that sort of thing. Um, uh, we believe there's things that we wouldn't mind teaching you, maybe things you should know about property, about finance, about the share market, about the economy, about business. We share a little bit of that. And then uh, if you guys are up for it, um, and this is the shout-out right now, if you've got questions that you want uh, us to talk about later on in the show, we usually go for about 40 minutes an hour. Um, give us a shout-out in the chat right now um, as, we, as you roll. Uh, what questions would you like us to talk about? In the show today, uh, maybe what's going on in the week or where you're at, um, it's uh, it's there. So Alison's got some uh, some uh, question already about uh, the Tesla cars. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, well see I, what I, goes on. I might even chime in on that one, mate, straight away because uh, I, I've been watching this, and uh, as you know, I've what got are your a bit thoughts, of- Andy. What are your thoughts? Well, I've got a bit of experience with Tesla cars. Uh, a good friend of both of ours, uh, Albert Hendricks, and I. Uh, allegedly, uh, allegedly, <laughs> uh, drove one from uh, from Los Angeles down the way through to to Vegas. Uh, I say allegedly drove them because uh, most of the time we didn't really have our hand on the steering wheel. But, uh, <laughs> but here's here's the thing that I learned is that uh, driverless cars, a bit of an oxymoron. Uh, there's still we, they still need the drivers in there, and there is a bit of a Darwin Award. Uh, and I, I don't want to discredit uh, those that may have uh, lost their lives in the car. But here's the thing: uh, is what man against machine? When Albert and I were were going along the highway, Route 66 or whatever it was, cars flying everywhere, the Teslas uh, driving along, and you take your hands off the wheel, and it drives. And so we would have a conversation, much the same as this. Or you're over there, Jace, with you, yapping away like that, and be sitting in the driver's seat and having a good old chuff time and then all of a sudden the tesla car goes put your hands back on the wheel right it makes a little bang sound and it makes you put your hands back on the wheel now if you don't it cuts off the auto drive and slams on or doesn't slam on the brakes it puts on the brakes and slows Uh you down now it three strikes and you're out jace three strikes of uh of taking your hands off the wheel for too long the car actually then disables the autopilot mode so this is uh, is my next state because there we thought, well, that's not right, is it, Mister Mister Musk? We want to be able to drive all the way from LA to Vegas without touching the steering wheel. That was our journey. So, man against machine, we manufactured. We thought, how can we uh, make trick the car to think that we've got our hands on the wheel? So, uh, so we got a, a little allegedly water bottle. <laughs> A little water bottle, which had about that much water left in the bottle, and we squeezed it in so it was kind of wedged in the wheel. So as you'd go over bumps, the water would slowly touch the wheel and it would make you feel like you were uh, – it would make the wheel and the car think that there was somebody driving it. Now, that was all well and good until the truck came out of nowhere, which we saw coming and nearly – nearly took us out in the middle of Route 66. So what what we realised from that is that – you should probably keep your hands on the wheel of a car if you're going 100 kilometres in any direction. And, uh, and so my note there is drive the car still. You know, maybe take the hands off the wheel for a short period of time, but don't don't wedge your water bottle in there and expect it to get you to the country club. So, 
Uh, I don't think it's going to have a massive effect on the shares. I think that the vision is significantly bigger than that. Uh, and there needs to be a bit of responsibility put back on us lunatics for doing quite crazy things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Andy Fenton uh, hacked the uh, Tesla with uh, with Albert Hendricks. So it just it'd be the classic pair as well, for sure. So there you go. If <laughs> 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 so anyone knows Albert, uh, you know Andy, but you don't know Albert. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the company is way bigger than that. And even if it does have a, a short term effect, it won't have a long term effect. You know, um, uh, sometimes those things, uh, while very unfortunate, you know, if you're in the market for the shares, you know, maybe sometimes an okay time to buy um, some shares at a better price. You know, uh, what we do know, uh, Andy, uh, it's not so long ago, which was uh, probably four to six months ago now, um, uh, the Tesla company made it into the uh, S&P 100. Correct me if I'm wrong. 500, this is your world. Um, and so, literally, they uh, they made it to a place where they're pretty well fully funded now. You know, irrelevant of their share price, uh, it, it won't affect the company really in any you know um, fundamental way. They're, they're fully funded as you make it into a certain level in the world of public listed companies. Yeah, the ability for cash and funding is insane, and um, they made it. They 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 got to that level, and and now. Um, you know that that business is pretty robust for the future, so um, I think Allison will. I think it'll be okay. Um, he's a bit of a madman. I'll uh, I'll uh, ma- uh, madman or a genius. You never know with uh, with Elon, and um, I think that's the kind of magic of Elon. People back people like that, you know, and the, and the company maybe sometimes in the products become sometimes secondary, but you know, like a, like a. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like an Apple or a, you know, a, an Amazon or you know, a, um, you know, a, a Tesla. What are the other types of businesses and companies out there that follow those personalities, which are really interesting when it comes to that stuff? So, you know, oh, it's, um, it's the new age uh, Colonel Sanders, isn't it? Really, you know, you, yeah, you, the, yeah, the seven herbs and spices, but they they can literally do almost anything wrong at any point in time, and uh, <laughs> and the world just loved them for it. Uh, for those of you don't know, that was the bulletproof glass demo uh, for uh, Tesla. Yeah, it's like, oh, did, <laughs> you brought the wrong glass, you guys. Uh, get another <laughs> one. But anyway, but uh, anyway, let's uh, let's uh, circle around, Andy. Uh, maybe do you want to give uh, give it a bit of a kick off? What's in the news uh, in the in the world of uh, finance, the economy, share market? What do you got for us uh, this week, uh, Andy Fenton? Mate, well, I think this one is is going to be on everybody's uh, radar right now, and I I never seen so many prolific comments, and I couldn't coin the article that that actually had the dead quote from uh, from the RBA, but uh, but effectively, you know, RBA grows optimistic on recovery, and you and I both know, Jace, we, yeah. we we always take what the RBA <laughs> says with a grain of salt. But uh, here, here's some of the data that's that's running in here. Let me just zoom in here a little bit. Yeah, that'd be uh, handy. Yep. Is good reading through here. Um, so the RBA has uh, upgraded its proje- uh, projections for the Australian economy recovery as unusual. Uh, uh, un- sorry, unemployment continues to fall sharply ahead of next week's big budget. So the RBA left rates on hold. That was pretty expected. Uh, with its outlook of Australian GDP growth from 4.75% in 
in 2021. They expect it to be still 3.5% through 2022, uh, with a pickup of business and investment and household spending expected to support much of the uh, economy and much of the recovery. So it was uh, the, the the commissioner who came out and uh, and basically advised that um, that they believe that up until rates will be pretty much on hold. And I can't quote it because I cannot uh, find the source, but I know I saw it. So allegedly, Jason said until. 2024 and I went poof I was shocked but I just didn't snap it on my phone at the time so anybody find that would be interested in being able to put the article up Uh, so here's the other thing Uh, with Treasurer Josh Frydenberg Frydenberg uh, signaling that the government will uh, not be taking any sharp pivots towards austerity Uh, isn't that a perfect sentence Uh, in the upcoming budget on the 11th of May uh, that uh, the jobless rate will need, and here's here's an interesting part: the jobless rate uh, will need to have a four in front of it. Uh, I didn't know that the treasurer could count to four, but we finally know that he figured out how to hit fourth gear, and uh, and obviously that's going to be a real. I mean, to me, that's a massive indicator of where his head's at are in coming into the budget. So, for those of you who don't know, and I'm getting into a bit of uh, what you should know. Uh, at the moment is the budget's actually on next week. Next week's Wine and Wisdom will be a big budget edition. Uh, we'll be yes. talking all things budget. Jason and I will be uh, putting our glasses on in front of the television, uh, writing notes and uh, and uh, and FaceTiming each other, grunting, groaning, celebrating, clapping, uh, saying what a load of bullshit and, and how can we take advantage of that and you'll hear all of the calamity that comes from that. But, mate, that I think is incredible. So the RBA, big call. Allegedly, uh, we can perceivably see rates on hold until uh, 2024. And the Treasurer coming out and saying that there won't be any sharp pivots towards austerity measures, but there will be austerity at some point in time. uh, And they want to see the jobless rate to have a four in front of it. That says to me that the – and it makes sense, doesn't it, Jace? Like they have got a checkbook which they can leave open for one more election. Look, if yes. I was sitting there, I'd probably go, well, to hell with the future because it's a four-year type of uh, thing. You know, we're, we're, every four years we're going to be probably voted out by our own party next year uh, and then <laughs> probably voted out by Australia the, you know, three years after. I'd be going, well, let's go out with a bang, print, put the printing press on, get a bit more money out in that system and uh, and do what the Americans have been doing and just fire it on out there, just... just- <laughs> get it churning and uh to me this is a really really interesting sign which could be extraordinarily good for markets shares could be extraordinarily good for property and maybe very very good for business so next week is going to be a really really interesting week my friend i think uh, i think you're dead right mate and and to be honest um the the Austerity word is probably a bit of an understatement. You and I know behind the scenes, you know, in in our in our world, the uh, the government is busily undoing things that uh, were put in place from uh, from the time of APRA. Um, financial planning's getting a bit more um, a bit more scrutiny, as in you know, let the financial planners do a great job instead of beating them up. Um, from ASIC and those guys all the time, uh, APRA and the brokers and lending, they're saying, hey, hey, everybody, lend people money, get this economy <laughs> going. 
Um, so that word austerity, <laughs> I think a bit of an understatement, to be honest, behind the scenes. It's like, listen, like open the taps, gang. We need we need the country to have money and we need people to have jobs. And uh, <laughs> and, and certainly plays very nicely into, uh, into where we sit, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think, uh, you know, with the word austerity in the future, they will say we will not bring in a COVID tax, but uh, allegedly... I reckon this word might be on the uh, on the table. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not a tax so, on the levy. It's, it's a not a tax. I told you we wouldn't we wouldn't tax. It's a tax. But uh, but yeah, mate, I think it's very interesting. And as you said, in the finance world, uh, from the Royal Banking Commission, uh, you know, advisors, brokers, they've gone. We don't like you guys because you're destroying the economy. And when they fucked the economy, then they came back and they've gone, oh, actually, we need you guys. Um, So we're going to see them repealing a lot, well, potentially repealing a lot of what they put in place. So uh, look out, uh, those advisors, brokers out there, and look out people because I I think that, you know, with any luck and with any common sense, we might actually see things become more affordable in that space and more readily available so that the world can keep on spinning the way that it needs to yeah yeah you and i both know we're pretty passionate about that one and um certainly so uh you know there's a few things here we might answer this a little bit later david about uh, ethereum and and crypto it's very popular at the moment um you know we can we can chat about what that uh what that means in our thoughts um you know <laughs> elon musk into dogecoin he, he was in and out of uh, bitcoin and uh, other things it's interesting really interesting putting that stuff on on the radar and um yeah interest rates on hold till 2024 we talked about this ages ago Andy. you know and and certainly uh i see no reason you know from a from a lending point of view for banks to raise their interest rates their margin's still there their spread's still there the banks are still making good money even though interest rates are low um you know the banks aren't the banks are going to make decent profit don't you worry about that and um you know, part of it is uh, the the government making sure that the banks are taken care of. Bernard Salt, we we saw him at Mastermind just recently. He predicted Bernie. a big financial boom. Yep, yep. So uh, you know, we're we're right into that. So um, um, uh, there you go. And uh, Jeremy's enjoying the show. I know Jeremy does a little bit in the the uh, the uh, 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 the. Bitcoin and the uh, other coin space as well, and you know there's uh, a little bit of interest and and uh, and um, uh, excitement in that sort of space. But um, we'll we'll have a bit of yarn about those ones as we roll, Andy. But what do you got? Uh, what do you got here? Well, mate, funnily enough, uh, and it, we've we've had this up while you've been chatting through those. But uh, uh, Coinbase, so th- this is just something a matter of interest that's been in the news. I've been following it pretty closely. Coinbase, uh, to my knowledge, is the first listed exchange provider for uh, for cryptocurrencies, mm. and it was uh, it was listed. We spoke about it a few wine and wisdoms ago. It was listed over yeah. in the US. I've been watching it, and it, that the red line here on the on the right hand side, so going over there, uh, that's that's actually its journey from its IPO. Uh, and where it's going at the moment. So it's been in the news because uh, it says it plunges to an all-time low. Well, the bloody thing's only just started. So, <laughs> so uh, Give it's, it a it, 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 any low um, is going to be an all-time low. Let's let's face it. And this is why I love uh, journalists. I really do uh, love the media. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's grab a few headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At an all-time low. What was the previous low? Oh, uh, well, it. it 
it, it hasn't had one. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's only been in the market for a week and a half. But it's at an all-time low, Jace, and uh, <laughs> but it's, it's one that I've got a, a bit of a curious interest in. And so they've made a few correlations here, which I think is quite smart. And, and again, very interesting. So my, my perception on this is that I've, I've looked at Coinbase going major distributor uh, globally of uh, or facilitation platform to get in and out of cryptocurrencies. So I was watching it kind of going, all right, I'm going to watch this because I reckon it's going to die. Uh, but when it bounces, it might be a really interesting symbol of where the crypto market is about to go. Uh, mm. And that's that's why I'm watching it because I'm going, okay, look, some of the cryptocurrency to the best of times is volatile and social. And what I mean by that is pretty much what Jeremy just put on here like earlier on. He's gone, it's going to go up when Elon Musk says X, right? Now, that that's what I call a social uh, investment because it's, Elon's there. Yep. Okay. Bang. It goes up. So it's very. It can be very media driven, and uh, uh, because these things are, are quite fatical at, at points in time. So for those of you who love it, I'm not discrediting it. Um, I'm actually crediting it, uh, but I'm just calling it for as a, a as a different uh, medium at the moment. But what, the thing that I found interesting here is they've actually put it in the IPO uh, side of the equation. So you can see here, uh, coin, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, sorry. Uh, Coinbase tracking, which is in the red, based off the average performance of IPOs in the US. So there's been a lot of uh, uh, IPOs, and they've got different types of IPOs that uh, that are actually in uh, in the US. Uh, the the SPACs, as they're called, so this slightly different type of an IPO. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A sort of a non-publicly listed IPO, which is a really interesting way of raising money. And so if you look at the trends of them, really, really similar. And so, you know, 2020, a boom year in, in market terms after COVID. But now a lot of these listed IPOs, that includes our mates at Airbnb and a few others, uh, have, really, uh, have really been uh, shaken up. And that goes to, uh, to show a little bit of the confidence, the forward-looking confidence in the US economy uh, at the moment. So they're, they're looking at the top end of town uh, and and potentially getting out. But the other thing that when you overlay this with the average, uh, and there's a whole lot of different metrics and I didn't have time to overlay it, but if you have a look at the, the average sort of crypto chart at the moment, actually mirrors reasonably closely to this as well. So could it be that it's it's following the standard IPO journey? Possibly. What does that present to itself, uh, to us? Actually presents massive amount of opportunity in that IPO yeah. space because you might be able to pick up because uh, for those of you who don't know, an IPO is basically where a company lists, right? And if we call this the the listing price, right, immediately when it lists, it either goes one way or the other. A lot of the time they go flying up and then they, they price rationalise down to here. And this might be a dollar, this might be 10, and it might settle at five as an example, right? So those people who get in nice and early can sometimes really – who are part of the initial public offering – who have shares as it goes private can make an absolute squillion. Um, but when you have these things continue to fall and they start to come down to their sort of listing price, then there's two ways it can go. If it's driven by market sentiment and it's uh, and it's a great stock, but it just is getting pushed down with the market and the indexes and, uh, and there are other things in favour, then it can provide some really unique possibilities. And, uh, and so that, that's 
what I wanted to illustrate here. I did want to talk to crypto because I think it's an interesting space and we'll talk more about it in the future. But yeah, uh, also from the IPO space and the SPAC space, I think that there's going to be a lot of interesting manoeuvring here and maybe even some further uh, M&A activity up in the, the sort of the listed space. So one to watch, mate, and it could be a really interesting uh, journey. Yeah, well, listen, um, you know, those uh, those uh, instruments of the future are certainly are certainly well on our radar and, you know, unless you're living under a rock, you know that this stuff's coming and, and it's certainly uh, not going away. It's here to stay, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, different uh, blockchain um, technologies, whatever those things are, we've talked about it before, that there, there's some disruption coming our way when it comes to banking, finance, property in this space it's not here yet but uh, these are what i would call you know early warning systems um of what what is to come and uh you know if you're a smart investor um then you you know you have a look at these things early and really study them as an interest because then they flow into you know our other worlds of property and finance and other asset classes you know in in good and not so good ways so uh Pretty interesting to keep an eye on, that's for sure, mate. Um, you know, big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, over to where I am um, in the in the news um, for for uh, a lot of property investors uh, right now. Let's see if I can whack myself up there. Oh, here we go. Uh, boom. Um, you know, some interesting things happening right now. House prices in the capital cities in six capital cities. Hit record highs uh, again. You know uh, the media likes to uh, find find a uh, find a headline, Andy. That um, you know that people uh, people pay attention to all time low in in Coinbase or whatever it was. <laughs> you know all time <laughs> highs <laughs> in uh, in the capital cities. But um, you know it's uh, it's an interesting time in the world of real estate, and uh, a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, people are wondering, oh, you know, is it is there a bubble? Is there, you know, is is this going to last? Whatever it is, and certainly, uh, my feedback from this stuff in the news will be coupled with low interest rates for at least another two, if not three years minimum. Very low interest rates, uh, a very favourable uh, terms of trade and lending from the government and other bits and pieces. There, there's certainly uh, a little bit more room to play when it comes to the world of property um, and the property run. And um, but you know, I, I was I sort of did a little live this morning. I do a, a morning wealth coffee chat, and Andy, you and I have chatted about this uh, quite often. Uh, don't get caught up in the hype, whether it's people are talking about a bubble or a boom or whatever it is. You know, um, the the at the end of the day, at the end of the day. It is um, it is your long term strategy that is the thing that matters most. But if you're getting value right now, you're getting uplift right now. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. And Jeff um, makes that a really good point, which which certainly I've had a bit of a bit of a yarn about many times before. Um, some point, I reckon twenty three, twenty four. I, I reckon travel will be back, and travel will be back, and. Uh, new immigrants to Australia, people who are emigrating to Australia, uh, will be in demand, uh, in, in significant demand. And, gang, there's going to be, like, I, I believe there's going to be even more pressure on the real estate market 
in the future because you guys have seen me talk about the supply chain uh, in Australia right now is absolutely decimated. Uh, I talked about that a few times before. Jeff's sort of saying, you know, a four-bed semi North Bondi went for six point one million three three weeks ago, uh, and these these numbers are mad, right? So, <laughs> so it's just, just like clarification on what a four-bed semi is uh, there, Jeff. I'm just not quite <laughs> sure what you're talking about there, mate. Uh, well, and you know what could you rent that for, Andy? You could probably rent it for maybe a thousand dollars a week. You're probably getting a half a percent rental yield, like a return on it it's 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 insane so you know uh there's a lot of money around and um you know the financial review reporting that return of investors to push new home loans to record highs well uh, well we've been at all-time record lows record low for investor uh, activity uh in the last uh, last year and the year before uh for 20 years so uh yeah sure uh, a new home loan record uh, it doesn't take much to, <laughs> take much <laughs> to go from an all, a 20-year low to a new record. Um, but, you know, there you go um, as you go. But certainly investors are returning back to the marketplace. And uh, Graham asked this question before um, about uh, hanging out with ANZ. He's still, they don't seem to know anything about regarding responsible lending laws. Uh, yeah, the, the actual people who you talk to in the bank, Graham, won't know. that That's not their jobs or their roles. Um, but what we do get to see is the changes, Graham, in the, um, uh, the, the terms and conditions or the qualification process of the lenders, and that happens a long way from the branches. It'll, it happens a long way from the lending manager, and the lending manager just knows when it's done. Um, but for myself and Andy, we get to talk to people uh, a further up the chain or down the chain or whatever you want to call it, uh, people who are creating these policies or repealing these policies. And um, certainly what we've seen, Graham, I see certainly firsthand for me, and I know Andy's been rubbing shoulders with some interesting people in the last couple of months in this space as well, that um, the lending, arming lending for uh, homeowners business owners and investors is 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 massively on the agenda for the government and repealing a lot of those things that the serviceability calculations have improved no end new types of loans and products have been have been coming out uh, and certainly attractive 90% lending and interest only lending is back on the menu for a lot of people when it comes to the ability to borrow also so keep an eye on that as you go forward but really uh, I see no reason in the next two years for property prices to, um, you know, slow down is certainly as more people join the market um, as we as we roll along. Because um, here's something that many of us should know, which is pretty interesting because uh, always it, we, we, call, we call this like a, uh, a yield compression or a, like a reverse um, a reverse indicator, the ability for people to borrow because the interest rates have gone down has improved for um, anybody on average 22% um, in the last two years, okay? So if you look at this, um, the improvement is 22%, gang. So uh, what I do know, normal 
purchasing, investing, buying property behaviour, um, and Andy would see this in in markets as well. Uh, you know, you don't shop within your budget, do you? If you could afford to borrow twenty two percent more, you go, nah, nah. I'll just only borrow four hundred thousand, not five hundred thousand, right? Because if you can afford to borrow five hundred thousand, well, you go and bo- borrow five hundred thousand, and you pay probably five hundred and twenty thousand for a house, um, and you borrow another twenty grand from your mum and dad because that's what you did. Okay, so it's it's a fait accompli, and this is mm. the stuff that that myself and Sam saw um, um, years ago. We I was calling this out in, in mid two thousand and nineteen when we saw. Um, um, interest rates dropping, uh, and also at the same time, things like this happening, building rates falling off a cliff, Melbourne apartment rates falling off a cliff, um, construction approval rates falling off a cliff. Um, you know, some of these um, construction rates and approval rates are down like 60% across the country. And in some locations, uh, inner city uh, not in a city, but in a ring, Brisbane example is down ninety two percent, fallen ninety two percent in in medium density construction uh, in four years. And so, you know, not only the lowest interest rates around for a while, our ability to borrow has increased, and the government's not going to mess with that for a few years. We get some more people back in population. Uh, we have less properties available. Um, for construction, and I showed it last week, Andy. Uh, not last week, but last time we caught up for Wine and Wisdom. I think it was this one here. Let me just quickly grab it. Um, uh, the number of listings, the number of existing properties being listed on the market across the country is down 60% as well. So you think, oh, well, what? no, that's cool. If, if construction's not, not happening, that's all right. Plenty of people are selling. Well, no, they're not. They're not selling. Why would they sell? Because their property prices, every city's going up in value. Their rents have gone up. And do you know what? Half of them have had a bloody mortgage pause for the last 18 months. They've got more cash than they've ever had. Their properties have increased in value more than they have in the last five years. Why would anyone sell right now unless they have to or unless they're ill-informed? Um, so it's a double-edged sword right now. When it comes to the property market, existing properties aren't being put on the market to sell and new properties aren't available for sale because construction has has plummeted. But um, the number of people available in the market because interest rates have gone down so far and lending's better than it was two, two or three years ago, now we've created this vacuum of um, demand or, or this pressure of demand is no supply. Um, so it's an interesting, interesting, interesting thing. Rental yields are still far behind um, right now because the the, year, the interest rates are so low, but we will see that change. Uh, my call is you'll start to see end of 21, early 22, you'll see rents starting to rise pretty significantly as well. You'll probably see the value, slow, the value rises slow a little, but you'll see the rents starting to um, kick up then because, you know, it's been two years or three years since anyone's had a rent rise um, and everyone's starting to get jobs again and the economy's okay and the, the landlords will say, well, that's time to put the rents back up. So, you know, um, it's an interesting time. 
and consumer confidence at a at nearly oh, not the greatest line, but nearly at the highest rate since um, before the GFC. You know, this was the peak of an all-time high since 2009, by the looks of it, Jason. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we can write our own. We can write our own headlines, Andy. An all-time high in the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you go. Where's back in Melbourne the Institute? Anyway, so it's it uh, as we say continuously and endlessly. Interesting times out there, Andy. And um, here's the other one that uh, I wanted to say: things you should know. Um, it's uh, the average increase in uh, the amount of money as a twenty percent deposit. I'll, I'll shift myself out of here. Actually, I'll go over there. Uh, I don't think you can shift, Andy, but that's okay. I think we can do this, actually. Let's try that. Yeah, you can shift. Yep, yep. there we yep. go. I put you there. Um, the average uh, increase since 2019, if you look across those numbers, you average them out, plus or minus a few, other than South Australia, you know, it's getting up there, average, you know, around about 20% across a bunch of those places. So it doesn't take Einstein to work out that if the ability to borrow 20% more equals the amount of um, amount more deposit for first home buyers and other people is 20% more now um, you know the 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 mathematics doesn't look that complicated really why we're ending up with house prices in the six capital cities back at all-time records and all-time highs so you know that's uh, that's what's out there for me um, all-time highs all-time I don't know about all-time highs Jeff, but uh, certainly we can make up our own stats here and say uh, all-time high for the last decades, according to that uh, <laughs> that chart <laughs> a minute ago. But you know, in all seriousness, this uh, this this it is it is kind of almost Andy. You know what I'm feeling? Like I get the feeling right now. I don't know if you're feeling the same here, but it's it's kind of a bit like oh, you know, 12 months ago we were looking at we were bloody dodging bullets and, you know, trying to sort of, you know, like, oh, what's the next surprise? And uh, now it's like we're, we're, everywhere we turn, it's like, you know, reasonably good news. And you're like, well, hang on, you know, come on, gang. Uh, I, I, I'm i a bit of the old uh, well, let's take advantage while we can, but uh, let's not overindulge in, in the good times when it comes to this sort of stuff because this is what happens often, Andy, I think, where – I was talking about this this morning, property investing or business or whatever. You know, it doesn't take long. I think that's a good part about human nature. It doesn't take long for us to get, for us to forget about the tough times that were six months or 12 months or 18 months ago when we're having a good time. Um, and, uh, you know, especially if you're new to the market, if you're new to the share market, you're new to the property market, or you're new to business and, you know, uh, things are going well. You started six months ago, you know, because, you know, you just didn't care about COVID. You give it a shot and it went well for you, whatever it might be. You know, it's it's these times where you're sort of like, all right, take a little bit off the table, make sure you plan for later um, and think about these sorts of things also because this won't last forever. This type, this, this you know, uh, exciting times won't last forever and it's not normal. Um, it's, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's, it's a fun time. It's a it's a it's a good time, but uh, it's not a good time all the time. And I think that's one of the lessons I think many people should should really sort of know that uh, 
you know, when the good times are here, take a little bit off the table as you roll along. But, um, yeah, well, and that's it for me, what's in the news. Um, you know, uh, away you go. And maybe, you know, we, we could sort of you know, chat a little bit about, um, you know, this world of, um, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin and, and uh, some of that tech stuff, Andy, you know. Um, what are your thoughts in there? Um, let's say people are, are uh, thinking about this stuff. Like in my world, things that I don't know very much about but I want to know something about as in, in investment as a principle for me, uh, I love the idea of working out and playing with new ideas and things. So what I do is I make sure if I'm going to invest in things like things that I don't know about but other people do, uh, the money that I put in there, uh, I'm more than happy to uh, lose yep. uh, and for a lesson. And if I don't lose it and I make some money, then that's good and I can re reinvest the more I know. What are your thoughts in this sort of space? Because it's pretty popular at the moment. And, um, you know, I've had a few chats with people about, mate, I should take 100 grand of my equity and go hard on whatever coin. And, and I'm like, do you know anything about it? What do you know? What do you know about it? What's your skill set? What's your level? What's your certainty? Uh, mm. And, um, you know, what would you say? Mate, it's it's interesting, and I'm I'm still a novice, really, in the um, in the area of, of of coins and NFTs and and things of that nature. What what I do mm -hmm. know is, you know, your top ten uh, from the next year and a half will will absolutely blister, will absolutely blister, uh, and you almost can't afford not to be in it to a degree. But you've got yeah. to be you've got to be willing to go in and experiment and be. Uh, and understand that you know to a degree it's an it's a gamble unless you're willing to put in the the education behind it. But what I've started to realise through going through social circles and um, so I, I play the idiot uh, when I talk about things like this, or I play the student in that uh, until you become an expert, don't have an opinion, uh, just ask questions. And yeah. through doing that approach, and, and it really is, it's very interesting because when when people think that you're a complete novice in the space. The amount of information they throw at you is 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 completely unfiltered. You get their perception, uh, you get distortion of fact, uh, and you you get a whole lot in between. So, mate, my what I'm taking from it at the moment, and what I was going to chat with you about actually afterwards, I'm calling it the 25 k club uh, because it's sort of where I'm sitting and going. Well, what is an amount that uh, that I'm happy to to put into this in order to uh, to play with a high probability of making some some significant returns. And when I say significant, I'm talking extraordinary uh, types of returns with a high probability. But also there is, you know, a possibility of being able to do the dough completely at least over a short time because the market can, you know, accelerate and crash reasonably quickly. My perception mm. is that where we're sitting, and I'm not going to mention where we're, where, we're, where we're investing at the moment for risk of, uh, for risk of somebody suing us if they go in. But uh, my perception is that I, I think that, you know, people like you and I, people who want to have a bit of risk and are willing to go on a really wild ride, uh, then, you know, you need to be looking at this space. That blockchain is the future of the way that property is going to operate, settlements are going to operate, governments are going to run, uh, the, the, the countries, uh, governments are going to run Medicare's, uh, 
like that foundational technology is the way that the world is going to operate in the future. I've got no shadow of a doubt about that. The technology, I'm a, I'm a big buy-in and I believe in absolutely. The cryptos of the world have got a long way before they mature. But here's the thing, like the, the I don't know whether you call it Dogecoin or Doggy Coin, like people call it different stuff anyway, but D-O-G-E Coin has uh, been in the press. And you and I spoke about this about three weeks ago and it, and I put a little bit in uh, three weeks ago, and I think it shot up from five cents to to wherever it is now. Um, and I forget on day to day, mate. It's uh, the volatility is extreme, but uh, just through the media and what I was watching was I'm I'm very much watching the media, and I think uh, uh, Jeremy mentioned something here earlier. Uh, let me just have a look here. D O G. Um, so it's it's now at eighty one cents, right? So bought in at five, now eighty one cents. Absolute cracking return. <laughs> now that was done off a, a bit of uh, a bit of knowledge behind it, but it was I was literally trading media, right? I was literally trading media behind the coin. I'm looking at them, going, okay, what are the signs that I know are affecting coin at the moment? And the signs that are affecting coin is media. Because there are a lot of people out there who absolutely know nothing about these things that are just buying into them based on what Musk says, based off uh, what um, I've just forgotten his name, but I've been listening to him a lot. And I've forgotten his name. He's one of the, the world's largest crypto holders uh, and ex-hedge fund manager, probably the, the, the best source of information. So there is technology differences between you know the various different coins uh, and it's probably too much to get into without doing a special which maybe we'll do jace maybe we'll get a, a couple of crypto specialists in and yeah and really no, I've, strong yeah i've got a guy yeah i've got a guy that um yeah i know really well and he's uh he's got a substantial crypto uh holding i, I speak to him all the time so yeah no, i think i think that'd be fun that'd be fun it's you know it's about learning as well like you say you, you know it's great to be uh be a uh, a student in in uh, in this stuff as well because it's uh, it's fascinating I reckon. But one thing that I do know is for these people who love trading is that you know this has uh, hallmarks of you know old futures markets, and when you talk about trading momentum, like if if you get in early and you you've got a few covered strategies, so you've got a bit of a strategy behind you, you know you can you can gamble in this market and make a fairly substantial play because the trend across the board is positive. Now that, yeah. you know, uh, as you know, positive real estate, you know, when the trend is positive, uh, it's a hell of a lot easier to make it. And uh, so my perception is, you know, the, the 25K Club is, uh, is an idea that I'm putting, putting forward to sort of taking that from a number of people and going into a bit of a portfolio of money that you're happy that if it, if it dives, it might take a little while to recover. I don't think that it will, but coming into a lot of these coins, watching the technology unfold, and then being able to get the upkick because if you've at least got a little bit of a, a toe in the water with some of these things, you're not going to be the person that's sitting there in 10 years' time from now going, I remember when Fenton Coin was uh, was one cent and Jason <laughs> and Andy launched it and they were talking about it on Wine and Wisdom and now it's $455,000 a coin and if I'd only put $1 in at that point in time, uh, you know, mm. I'd be a multimillionaire. Uh if you don't want to have those stories, you've got to be willing to play in this game a little bit. And yeah. uh, and it can be a fun game, but it's a volatile game, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it's an interesting one. Bob asked about, you know, will it crash with stock market and stuff like that? And, you know, 
that that's what I you know really as you mature your investment world, you know I think that uh, you know thinking through your own strategy of how you manage the risk that you want to take um, yeah. is something that's like super important, right? Because you know if if we just quickly have a look at you know something like this, and if I chuck us in there, so let's see if um this works. So you know if you have a look at you know when it comes to volatility. Um, and, you know, this is just a very rudimentary um, chart. But, you know, if you go back to February 5 to February 20 right now, and, you know, when we talk about like volatility, you know, you have a look at February 07, you know, where the, where the S&P um, was just killing it, right? Just knocking it out of the park in comparison to the average property, you know, dwelling price index, you know, and, and you're thinking, oh, shit, you know, property's rubbish, let's get into, you know, the share market, whatever that might be. And the S&P 200, it's a spread of different companies and stuff like that. But, you know, um, individual companies, Andy, could be way more volatile, way more up and way more down at this point. But, you know, and so too could weigh properties. But, you know, you can see it It always, it always. I, I love this stuff where you go, all right, well, let's have a look. Well, fuck, they, they just, they in one way, shape, or form, a ten-year period rolling, you know, they always end up around about the same time. And it's the idea of like, um, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, one of properties, uh, one of properties' most attractive values is it it allows leverage and simple leverage against the asset. Your money goes further. But you know, one of the attractive mechanisms of the share market is its ability to grow, like. So fast, it's not funny. Property doesn't do that. Like your property, property's values don't go, you know, from five cents to 70 cents in fucking three weeks' time. You know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't happen. And so, but, you know, if you went to NAB tomorrow and said, mate, you know, I want to buy, you know, 400 grand worth of Bitcoin, but I've only got 20 grand to put in, they'd, they'd laugh you out of the, out of the office, right? They wouldn't give you any leverage. So you couldn't get, you know, the assets. So it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one as as your role. Um, I'll tell you tell you a funny tell you a funny story, Jeff. And this is a true story. I bought twenty five thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin uh, four and a half years ago, and I bought it at two and a half thousand uh, dollars a Bitcoin. And um, what uh, what I what I what someone said I should do is I should put my Bitcoin into this. Um, uh, uh, trading platform where i could sell it um like sell it put put in calls create income out of the bitcoin andy what's it called i'm having a mental blank when you do well, that on the share market trading, trading yeah strategy. yeah you do you you put your thing up and you can sell covered shorts calls. yeah covered calls so you put your crypto up and there was covered calls on it um and anyway um it it uh the the company that was doing the covered calls for me um absolutely got polax they actually got Taken to court by um, the American um, ASIC. What's the American ASIC, Andy? Um, the SEC. SEC. Yeah, yeah, SEC. And uh, because they were operating a financial instrument, a financial um, company uh, without a license. So anyway, um, they got polaxed, and uh, I didn't get my Bitcoin back. <laughs> so if I just got, if I just bought Bitcoin and kept it. Uh, I think I was sort of doing the math the other day. Was it be over a million bucks? So um, 
Anyway, it's a true story. There you go. You know, um, but but here's that's the danger, isn't it? It's like so <laughs> you traded it, and we talk about this a lot. What what yeah. are you? You know, is it a job? Are you an investor? Is that what you do? Uh, are you an investor, or are you are you in the business of investing and trading? Yes. yes. Uh, and the difference is massive, and that's cost you probably a billion dollars or, or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty freaking close to it, mate. Um, <laughs> a lot of no. Is trying to yeah. trade something, and you know, my perspective on this stuff. And again, still junior. I reckon my knowledge is is more than many, but nowhere near as where I'd call myself anywhere near a master or an expert on it. But for me, it's buy, it's hold, and just you know, spread it. Understand what you're getting into. Hold yep. it, and you're going to have some dogs, right? It might even have a, a doggy coin, right, for a bad pun. But <laughs> you might have some dogs in your portfolio. Uh, you might have Fenton coin in your portfolio, and then and really smash it over time. But it's one of these things. It's if you watch it, mate. It's a it's a crazy ass ride. And if you try and trade it, well, you know, I'm sure that people do it well. But uh, but like you said, different kettle of fish. Yeah, and and you know, and it's against my nature. I'm not a trader. I'm not a I'm not a trader. I just got busted by my wife. I didn't tell her that um, we lost all our Bitcoin because I put it in a stupid oh. trading <laughs> trading platform. <laughs> I got in trouble. Sorry, my love. Um, I'll come down and cook dinner in a minute. Um, so there you go. No, it's actually pizza night. Oh, <laughs> I think we've we've all had those experiences. Uh, yeah. I, I remember when I was using Fiverr. Uh, a little while ago or many years ago I was using Fiverr and I accidentally got uh, a refund via Bitcoin because Fiverr was actually trading it or allowing you to buy stuff with it. Yeah, and so I yeah. had Bitcoin. I didn't even know what it was back then. I'm like, what's this junk? And uh, and I lost it and then somebody spoke to me about it and they've gone, oh, that thing went up miles. And, and I went and, you know, grabbed <laughs> whatever it was, my 10 grand out, which was a $500 refund that got to 10 grand. And I grabbed my 10 grand. I'm like, oh, my God. But I didn't research it. I just went, oh my God, 500 bucks into 10 grand. That's awesome. It'd be millions now. Like it's, it's just, right. I think there's, there's many of us who have got those stories of how we've sort of fallen over it at some point and, uh, and, uh, and now suffer a bit of that, uh, that, that, that envy of what might have been. Yeah, um, it's a lesson. It's an interesting one. You know, Alison sort of said, you know, it's a business lesson of teaching. You're right. And, you know, it's, it's actually a lesson I've learned twice now. Um, uh, the first couple of properties that I ever bought, um, I, I turned them into uh, positive cash flow properties by on selling them under a rent to buy arrangement. So I literally tripled my income from them, but I sold the capital growth future of them. So I'm like, yeah, I'm killing it for cash flow. But uh, within a very short period of time, those properties doubled in value. And, uh, and you know, for about $30,000 of positive cash flow, I gave away about half a million dollars worth of capital growth. And um, it was like, oh, okay, that's a dumb idea. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, making sure that I don't make that mistake again. And uh, thanks, Alison, for reminding me that I've actually made that, 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 that mistake twice now about chasing cash flow over value. Um, it's, uh, it's certainly one that I'll remember to teach. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed, indeed. Well, you know, um, it, I think that uh, I think there's a fair bit of um, interest in that, Andy. And, and like uh, like you and I like to do, we like to learn things. So let's uh, we'll, we'll track down one or two of the people we know, gang, and um, we'll bring them on the show. What we're looking to do with Wealth One and Wisdom is, you know, our 
We're going to shift it to 4 o'clock, we think, or 4.30. We're just going to work out what the, the calendar looks like on a Friday. And then uh, we really want to bring on a few more guests, maybe one to two guests a month as well, and uh, really beef up the show and really get right into it because we're pretty keen to make it uh, make it exciting and we love uh, the support from you guys and uh, we really want to make it uh, take it to the next level when it comes to the info, the the um, ideas and, um, you know, the debrief of what's going on in our industries and the world. So, um, you know, hopefully hopefully that makes sense. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's probably... Um, it's probably uh, a great way to sort of maybe put a pin in it for for the for the show for the week. Um, thanks, Calvin. Um, valuable lessons indeed. <laughs> That's what I, I say to many people. Uh, listen, I've I've invested in the lessons. Uh, why don't you get them for, for a very low price? <laughs> you know, you don't have to lose millions to to get the lessons. Just learn them off me and Andy. So uh, you know, that's the way. Let's make it rolls. new mistakes together. New mistakes yeah. together. That's the theme. Let's uh, piss off the old ones. Let's share the old mistakes, which are the, called lessons, because it hurts less when you call them lessons. And, uh, <laughs> and let's step forward and make new mistakes together, because at least if we're going to learn something, we might as well learn something new rather than something that we already know. Dead and, bloody right. Uh, that's yeah. what we're going to do. So for those of you who are listening, we, we do actually have some uh, some structure coming forward for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so at least the next two weeks, uh, we're, we're going to give you the budget summary uh, from Jason, my perspective, uh, at what we see. And I'm pretty excited about it based off what I've been reading so far. So it could be very, very interesting. And for investors, if I think, if, if, if what I think is coming in this budget, mate, strap yourselves in, like we're, we're on a bit of a rocket ship ride, which is going to be very, very scary for some. But, uh, but let's wait and see. Uh, and look at, at, here's my tip, watch markets. Watch the Australian S&P to, uh, five, uh, 200, uh, sorry, the Australian ASX 200 or the All Ordinaries. Watch it just on the lead up to to uh, uh, to the budget night. I reckon you're going to see a bit of a bump a little because I reckon there's positive sentiments around that and I reckon it's going to kick the budget. And if it comes out what I think it's going to look like, it'll probably kick it a little bit further along. Just what I think. Don't go and bet your house on it, but I'm just <laughs> putting it out there because it could it could be very, very interesting. By the way, Previous ones, it's done the exact opposite. It's plummeted out because ScoMo or Freudenberg have said something stupid before the budget and it's absolutely dove, but then kicked oh, back the other way. aggressively. And, and we yeah. picked it last year to an absolute T. So budget next week will give you the full wrap. So for business owners, investors out there, this is for you. It will be a gold session. Might run longer if Jason and I are anything uh, alike, which we know that we are. It could be at 7 o'clock from a 4 o'clock. But, uh, so budget, then we're going to go into tax because it's tax planning time for investors, for property investors, for business owners, and, uh, and we'll get one of our, uh, one of our quite wild and, and knowledgeable friends to come in. Uh, Paul, or likely, I haven't locked him in yet, but we'll either have him the week after uh, next or the week after that. So that is definitely booked in to come and we're going to start locking more away. Let us know what you like more. Uh, we might listen, we might not. But uh, what we're thinking at the moment <laughs> is that we'll, we'll probably put it at the four o'clock, but we'll do Q&A at the end. Uh, and what that'll allow to happen is that if you can't get on because you're diligently working uh, and you don't have us in your ears at work, then you can come on at the end of the show, coming into that five o'clock or 5.30 if it's if we started at 4.30, you can listen to the question time and we'll give you a recap of what we talked about so that then if you want to watch back, we'll replay it live on, on our streams as well. So 
this is all about you guys. It's all about serving you guys. We have a lot of fun doing it. So please let us know the things that you'd love us to cover. We'll get the experts. We'll find the people. We'll bring them to you uh, and we'll bring them to you on a Friday and we'll try and have a bit of fun with it because finance is fun and uh, and it's something that we should all be getting into and uh, and enjoying the journey so that we don't look backwards and go, oh, if only. We'll uh, we'll look forward and we'll uh, we'll make new mistakes together. What about that, Jason? That's right, mate. There's the price of my Bitcoin. Uh, not only the Bitcoin. Now. <laughs> 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 I just didn't. I didn't want to. Anyway, let's look forward, Andy. I'm with you. Let go forward, team. All right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Mr. Fenton, Andy Fenton, as always, an absolute pleasure to hang out with you and have a bit of a yarn and. Um, uh, Mate, uh, great to hang out and chat. Hey, Candice, big shout out to Candice. Um, drew out some equity and bought an investment property that's settled today. Oh, there's a great, there's a cheers to Candice. Good on you, buddy. Well done. A fantastic high fives, high tens. Good job. That's uh, that's great, Candice. Well done. Moving well done. forward. I always like the idea that your money keeps moving um, and uh, you get to learn more about how to make your money work harder for you rather than you working for money. That's what Andy and I love the idea of doing. Ultimately, that's really the point, gang. That's really the point, understanding that uh, if, if, you, if you take some time to learn about money and make it work for you rather than you have to work for it, your life will be uh, anywhere between a bit and a whole lot better Um you know, as you move forward in life, and uh, it's uh, it's something that we'd love to love to share. So, uh, well done, Candice, and and thanks everyone for joining us today. We've uh, we've had fun and um, enjoyed hanging out. So that's it. We're done and dusted. Wealth, wine, and wisdom, an hour show. Uh, you know, we always say with oh, we might talk for thirty or forty minutes, and it's an hour later, and we could probably talk for another hour if we if we didn't <laughs> if we didn't wind it up. But uh, mate, uh, awesome to hang out with you and everybody. Thanks again, and uh, have a great weekend. And like we said, join us again next week. Uh, we're going to up the ante on the show. Awesome. And it's good night to see you. And, and that's a good, good night, night from him. <laughs> Bye, everyone.